1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Naishad Gadani from Melbourne, and it is 160th episode of Career Care Package. And on today's Career Care Package, we are talking about how to find a job in Australia, job search tips of finding a job in COVID-19 times and even beyond COVID-19 times. So that's what we are going to talk about today. And as our tradition of Friday, it is an open session that means that you can ask us all the trickiest toughest job search questions or career dilemmas and we will endeavor to answer that question for you uh we will not deflect the um you know the question uh like seasoned politician but we will take that on as if an amateur politician uh you know as well so just wanted to let you know if you think that this episode or our discussion could be useful to some of your Context on LinkedIn, please take them here because you will do a world of benefit for them as well. So before we start to take your questions, let's welcome Caroline Brown, the co-host of the show.
0: Thanks, Nash. And it's funny because I think that like a parliamentary session, we should have some Dorothy Dixer questions so we can answer them and just look amazingly smart. I think if you could do that. So here's something I prepared earlier. So, um, yeah, please, if you've got questions about anything at all related to your job search, uh, put them in the questions, sorry, in the comments, or, um, and Nesh and I will um, have a crack at answering them.
1: Absolutely. And we had such a amazing, uh, you know, array of guests in this week. Uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure that those people who watched uh, this, the show and the episode with Simon would absolutely agree. The kind of discussion that we had and the kind of story that he had it is mm. such an inspirational but also deeply personal story that he shared about how he completely transformed himself from being a drug user to an operations manager in a social enterprise if you have not watched it i highly recommend you go and watch that episode
0: yeah so really sorry just talk across yeah. the top of you there Nish, but you know um But that was a half apology. I'm really sorry. Um, What I found really interesting is that ice is one of the hardest drugs to ever get off. Um, It's incredibly addictive. And he made the comment that he, you know, injects like three months worth of dopamine into your brain in the one hit. And once you have dopamine, you just keep craving more and more of it. So um, it was an amazing story and just the level of what actually, or the things that he really focused on to pull himself out of it. But what really struck me was, you know, he talked about um, his family and wanting to make his family proud or or have his family have a relationship with him. But, you know, it's his brother that gave him his break coming out of jail. And I feel like that just sort of says, you know in any circumstance how important it is to have people around you that believe in you and it may not necessarily be uh, just you know you're an amazing and fabulous person that those people are the people that pull you up when you're being a bit of a dick Um, but also give you a lot of encouragement when you need that encouragement particularly when you're looking for a job so people that that actually um, believe in you as well so yeah lots of great nuggets in simon's amazing story that you could apply to your everyday job search, I think.
1: Absolutely, we started off obviously the week with joe green she talked about nine steps to changing career as well which is also very simplistic but also gave a lot of insights into the practicals and yeah. how to things as well and then we dwelled into creative tactics i received i think one of the one of our listeners you know shared the comments around how it starting to change the way she would now approach mm. the job market because i think we covered quite You know, quite different, you know, tactics and practical tactics with nothing was, no techniques were that you have to buy a billboard across the Flinders Street or on Darling Harbour where you, you know, invest money uh, from your home loan and, you know, try to get a job. It wasn't that kind of, it was just a smart but little bit different approaches to, uh, you know, to your, uh, you know, job search. So I highly recommend you to go and again watch because there are practical things that me and Caroline both shared, uh, you know, as well. Uh, and then we obviously talked to PK, who is an absolutely amazing speaker and thinker around thought leadership, which was another brilliant episode. And we love to bring this diversity of ideas and diversity of thinking to your LinkedIn screen as we go along. Uh, KB, I wanted to start just to acknowledge Balin and Azar. Hello, uh, Balin, and hello, Azar. And I've uh, also seen a comments by Darshan. Thank you very much, Darshan, as well. Now, before we kick off, you know, taking your questions, please keep them coming through as uh, as you feel like. I saw some of the statistics. You know, in fact, it was posted by Gillian Kelly uh, of Outplacement Australia, and I really liked some of the things that she talked about. I think she also quotes the report of a Job White as well uh and it is a recently some statistics has come out it says that after internal hires employee referrals and jobs board remain the top rated source for hiring in fact social media employee referral programs and jobs board are the, the recruiting areas that most likely to see increased financial investment in next 12 months this means always look for warm referral i think that is the key message here uh it also talks about the 71 percent of the organization offer employee referral programs and hire us trust them you have much better odds of winning an interview than an unknown in a big pile of applicants i think that is absolutely clear i'll probably cite a very uh you know uh, interesting story one of my client uh, she worked in ibm for probably seven eight years she came here in 2010 and she then started her family after uh, you know raising a family uh, she decided to move back return back to work now, she obviously did a you know, huge amount of work in ibm specifically around project coordination work that's what she specialized in and then uh, we obviously focused heavily around you know going to and talking to a lot of project coordinators project managers specifically in i.t and you know business space and that's what she started to do obviously covid did close energy in the works that slowed down the networking uh, you know as well because then she had to also look after the uh, the young ones at home because a lot of things were closed outside but then she again ramped up the effort and it was very interesting that she Connected to somebody in the New South Wales government. And then, you know, know, she found out the work that uh, my client has done. And eventually there was a position available. uh, And she got notified. And before even the the date of, um, you know, last date of the application submission, the contact that she found, she actually helped her prepare the application as well. And the application was lodged. She was called for the interview. And you know, one week later, she has started a full-time ongoing role with New South Wales government. She before she started that she could not imagine that she would actually get that kind of work in a very interesting area of the government as well. So that's what the power of networking is. And and it is also you know, important to know that it doesn't happen you know, forthright as well. Sometimes it happens. But sometimes it takes a while, but you've got to keep at it that's my kind of you know, story and some data around this.
0: I think the data says, like when I was preparing um, material for the Straight Shortlist Challenge, I wanted to make sure that that approach was backed up by numbers. So, you know, people say that there's 80% of jobs that are hidden, but I've never been able to find the, stati- the numbers that actually, or the research that actually proves that. But the big data research that Gillian was quoting, um, you know, they regularly do, those applicant tracking system firms, for want of a better word, regularly do that, The, the where the sources of hire basically. Um, and yeah, the two three separate studies showed, you know, millions and millions of applications showed that um, less than 1% chance of being successful if you applied via a job board or um, online um, to a career site. Um, and you could increase your chances of being successful by 10 times or 9.5, you know, rounded up to 10 times if you found a way to be referred. So, but from a public sector point of view, it's a little bit more challenging because um, I think, you know, we had um, Carolyn Smith on our show talked about, you know, whether you could actually network your way into a job in the public sector. Um, it's, it's harder to do that, but you can certainly Build relationships with people that tell you about the culture of an organisation and, and positions that are coming up. And I also know from um, being on panels that if a candidate was known to the panel, they viewed that application or the answers in the application, they often gave it the halo effect. So they, they put in some assumed knowledge. So no process is ever scientific like that as much as you try for it not to be and you know sometimes on a panel people are more inf- one person's more influential than the others so um, networking can work in the um, public sector just as much as a private sector but we've got a couple of questions so we've got a question from Balan um, or hi Poonam I'm not sure if we said hi but hi um, Got a question from Balan? Just from my knowledge, if the company already has an internal candidate in mind, is it compulsory for them to issue the advertisement and invite applications? No, it's not. Um, for the pri- uh, private sector, no, they can um, you know appoint in whatever way they they choose to, um, as long as they're not violating any discrimination laws. Um, but for the public sector, for permanent roles, Um, they are required to advertise. And that goes for um, state and federal government. So it was to stop the nepotism of um, jobs for the mates or jobs for the family coming through. So, um, but sometimes organisations will still advertise even if they do have an internal applicant in mind, because they wanna make sure that they're getting the best possible applicant out there in the market. So um, yeah, that's absolutely my take on that situation.
1: And I think local councils also follow mm. that, and some of the not-for-profits also yeah. follow the big not-for-profits. Also have to have that. because that's part of their recruitment practices. So it's not mandatory, uh, but what happens is that if you have got somebody who has already been you know, working in a casual capacity in that role, obviously, you know, by you know, not necessarily that they will immediately have a. Role, but, You can imagine that that person will have better chances uh, knowing the intricacies of the work, knowing the intricacies of the culture, the processes, and everything. And if I am the hiring manager, obviously I would also nudge towards that because. The training part is already taken care of, and now this person is going to straight away work on Monday to Friday rather than you know one day of a week. So I think I think that also plays plays a the role there, Balen. But not necessarily. Private companies are absolutely at their free will to do, provided they are not um, you know they are upholding. The you know the discrimination and uh, you know those laws uh, and are not abusing that as well. But if we have seen that there are also a lot of positions which are also particularly um, you know marked for certain. This is a you know, different answer or different thing altogether, Marin. But it's important to know, you know, since I worked in indigenous uh, you know employment space, there are certain positions which are completely marked for somebody from an indigenous background or someone, you know, who comes from a specific, you know, cultural uh, background just because they are using their knowledge and cultural knowledge and also cultural standing in the community in order to deliver certain programs and services but they are primarily towards community services in government services deliveries and all those things or even sometimes universities also use that kind of you know model as well um we've got a question from saira hi saira uh, after the current crisis that Melbourne has passed through, how long do you think that things will get to normal regarding opening up jobs and how much Christmas vacations going to affect it later? Kimmy, do you want to take that on?
0: It's really hard to know because, you know, we don't know whether there'll be another lockdown. Um, I, I think we, we've seen hiring pick up. We have seen it pick up, and there is more confidence in the air. And the more people are, you know, approaching me for my help, and I'm sure for you, um, Neeshad as well. So, um, and also, I think you know, just looking at the scenes of the day that the lockdown ended, or the the second the lockdown ended, with all of that pent up demand for people that came out and target and god knows where else you know there just seems like this burst of we've got to spend money right now or or you know the world's going to end type thing so i feel like there's going to be that kind of spurt um around christmas um i still think that there'll be people will be the normal sort of christmas um spending i I don't know whether you know i think businesses might take some time to recover particularly the ones that are impacted and whether they'll be um, cautious about ramping up operations again as well. So it's a little bit hard to hard to know, but I would just still be doing, you know, putting my applications in, but given the volume of applications that will still be out there is very much going down the referral route if you can, um, in terms of finding a way to get your resume in front of somebody that you're not competing with um, thousands of people
1: i agree i think we will start to see some obviously uh, i'm i'm not at all any labor market watcher or economist so you know you know please treat my uh, comments as with grain of salt or grain of chili whatever that you like uh, but you know just to make i i think you know kb is right i have mean, been to shopping centers recently and you know there is just you know the parking lots have been full. what it demonstrates is that you know, a lot of retail jobs will come and obviously christmas is going to help us having said that the you know the the majority of the market if you look at if you work in the city uh, for example there is not many influx of people in the city because the trains are still not what i know is the trains are still not working i've seen buses, you know working as well but the another major piece is the government's infrastructure push, which is also you know taken you know you know probably on um, you know back seat right now because they're not. Not many people are working on that projects, but I feel that once that engine starts to run, we will see, you know, also people returning to work. But also, we will also see that the government will have to invest probably more than what they've invested in order to create demand, in order to create, uh, you know, create that uh, that energy in the market that yes, we are, you know, you know, creating this amount of jobs and this amount of investment. So I think it might be a little slow. I don't. Um, you know anticipate that we will start to see the you know the normality in terms of the number of jobs i think it, it's going to be a while uh, one prediction said that specifically you know um, because i attended a couple of webinars on youth unemployment uh, you know challenges um you know as part of my my you know, part-time work and where they said that it took eight to nine years for the youth uh, you know employment to be at the same rate to be at the same uh you kind know, of numbers you know before the global financial crisis so it took probably 2008 to 2015 16 to come back at that it's a, look you know people who watched a you know, very you know good you know look at you know these numbers and everything they will all be only able to tell us but i, I don't think so. i won't all of us will get, you know, drowned into that because what you and I are looking for is one job, one person, and that's what she wants. And her voice
0: is cutting a bit out with the microphone.
1: Yeah, I think what what I want you to focus on is one job, one person, and yeah. one thing at a time. You know, don't worry about, you know, what uh, you know what a particular economist say because. You know there they talk about very large volume of data and everything else but i will you know to answer your question i will see a lot of jobs coming up uh, a lot of people are already starting to plan towards the holidays because the 25k limit is going to be squashed on 9th of november so we will see that uh, in a lot of regional places we we'll start to see flocks of victoria melbourne Hills. To go out and spend their Christmas also. So I think that is going to also ramp up effort. But it also depends on what kind of work do you do and whether that has a fall-on or fall on So hopefully that's their uh, there their answers a little bit of your question. But if you've got more, please uh, drop it in.
0: MTS says, Hi, hi MTS, good to see you here. NG and KB. So the NG KB show. I don't think we've done that for a while. So and if you've got questions, please um, put them in the comments. I was reading, um, uh, briefly read a, a blog by Greg Savage around the decimation of the recruitment industry and just how many recruiters uh, have lost have lost their jobs in um, this crisis as well. And yeah, you know, traditionally after a recession, the employment is the, the slowest thing to pick up. That's, you know, what, what's happened in the past as well. So, but no need to... Um, you know abs- absolutely focus on getting everything right you know, in your job search and apply all of the gold nuggets that nation i and all of our guests are given throughout these shows as well so um punam says job market doesn't seem good i hope it'll open up in january next year using this time to learn new things instead of searching for jobs absolutely and learn new things around you know future focused skills so if you're in i.t you know get a security certification not that I'm in, you know, like, see see what's in demand. Have a look at, you know, at the cutting edge or the bleeding edge of your profession, um, What what's in demand. I mean, if we were to use our um, in industry, for example, for example, you know, recruitment, um, it would be, I, I would be looking at AI in recruitment and how I could become well versed in all of those um, sourcing advanced sourcing techniques um, in the career space it's you know how, how to help people create video resumes you know just look at have a real look at the trends that are out there um, you know I don't know in the employment services space what's the what's that bleeding edge niche?
1: I think in uh, I'm not sure to honestly in employment services, but one of one of the things is becoming very uh, very important is the is the idea of micro credentials mm-hmm. is also becoming very you know very huge. If you look at uh, you know Coursera's and Udemy and all those places, they are very micro credentials. They 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 target very specific skill. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I think that those, that era is right there where you can really, uh, you know, learn those micro, uh, micro credentials, get those micro credentials to help you improve the, you know, improve your employability. And we are got to focus more on the word employability because we think that the employability is more for University graduates or school leavers, where they talk about employability. Employability is is probably something that travels with us lifelong, and that brings me to a topic that we I think we previously also spoke about. And I, you know, as part of my study, I'm I'm researching that which is lifelong learning. Um, you know, it is no longer a game where you acquire some knowledge and then, you know. Be, you know, that will last for six to twelve months. sometimes it won't even last that much too one other thing that i can add to that is the idea of i don't know how did i you know got there, but i'm still building on that is there one skill one year you know think about developing and learning one skill every year you know it could be outside of your work so if you work in it It may not be within the ID. It might be that you are learning to do stand-up comedy, for example. It's a skill, right? So pick up one skill every year. I think that is is what my view is that, uh, you know, that's what makes your learning, your career far, you know, enriches you. Because you don't go to the company and say, "I only know this," but you also bring a lot of ideas that you've been learning different skills, and you bring that also into the play as well. You know something that I have been practicing and I've been showcasing is the art of doodling because I felt that that not only differentiates me, but it also helps me to communicate complex ideas. Uh, you know and complex things into a better way to the, you know, to the audience out there. So I think that is where you will go to really think about one skill, one year, uh, you know, one skill per year or something. I don't know. I just when feel going like a job, um, yeah.
0: you know, it, that could be just the, the different, the defining thing, you know, if you're equally matched, it's the person that's continually educated themselves or has something that um, that organization um, would find useful. So, um yeah I just uh Poonam says studying data science just reflecting on a conversation I had with my hairdresser when we you know (laughs) we could go to the hairdresser um well we can now but yeah (laughs) um she was studying data science and um it was really funny I'm like that's the most bizarre career change that I've ever seen and then the next time I went into the hairdresser guess who'd gotten a job so um yeah so it, really, where there's absolute skill shortages, particularly around data and security and those sorts of things, um, if you're anyway inclined, just you know pitch yourself at those because um, that was the most radical career change that I'd heard from anyone. Um, in a long time, basically. So she was a good hairdresser. She's very good hairdresser. So, she
1: but, would be uh, a data-driven hairdresser. She would say, "Okay, I've cut you know, you know, you know, fifty thousand two hundred and thirty-six hairs, and you know, right. you know should go should actually go into that amount of detail, which is fantastic for a for a hairdresser.
0: Hairs I cut last time and what I'm going to cut this time. So, um. Tiaz says, has, has, I was just thinking about this, so I came across a quote that says, don't self reject. This is very true in job searching context. What are your tips and wisdom? Wisdom, please note, Nash. Um, uh, tips and wisdom for those who, who reject ourselves when we look for a job. I think we all have like, from coming out of the cave time, a tendency um to uh, respond to um well, f- make fear-based decisions basically so we 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 respond to threat versus um look to the future and so in this particular time it's very easy just to lean always to the negative in your thought process um so you've got got to be aware that you have that bias but i always find in that scenario to do a bit of digging with myself for example to think well why do I think that, you know, what's the reason? And then just uncover the layers. And it often comes to somebody once said that I couldn't do that or um, I actually don't have the belief that I can do that. So, and then you you kind of think that a lot of your belief systems or most of our belief systems are just beliefs. They're not fact. Um, And I would be, you know, speaking to some people that are trusted friends around, do you think that I'm, capable of this particular role what do you think I'm capable of and you can guarantee it will be a lot more than you actually think you are capable of doing um so if you actually you know I think another thing that happens if you look at something the first time and then you know the day a day later you decide not to do it and that day later is the voice of fear really so um if you look at it the first time and you go, yeah, I reckon I can do that, this, that's probably the, the best um, indication that you can before you've got a, a chance to t- talk yourself out of it, because that can happen um, so easily, basically. And just to give you a little of in- indication, there's been um, people uh, that I've worked with coaching them to approach people on LinkedIn for um, an in- a meeting. And where I've gone, nah, they'll never say yes. And then that person said yes. So, you know, everything is uh, an assumed, just assume that what, what your fear is an assumed outcome and just test it out to see if it might be true or not, basically. Um, so I hope that's some uh, practical tips for you.
1: I agree. I, I can't uh, beat that wisdom, the uh, so I'll, I'll leave it there. But that's right, I, I think, um, you know, we if, you, if we go and ask people what they think about us, sometimes we get shocked. <laughs> uh, and we say, hang on, you're talking about me or you're talking about someone else? That's how it is, but, um, You know, Saira, yes, thanks, Naisha and Carol, and let's hope for the best to everyone, absolutely. Marlin saying that this log has improved my cooking skill. no look, nah, nah, look but, you know, here is the thing, Valin, It is you saying it. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. I, I, you, know, you, need, you need evidence. We need oh, evidence. You're with,
0: trying to get Barlin to bribe you with some food. Is that
1: you can, don't believe you can.
0: So I actually I cooked some uh cream puffs the other day out of the 1980s Women's Weekly cookbook and I said to Neshad that I was cooking them and he's like, I need evidence. So my neighbor recorded a review and sent it to Nish. So but don't believe him. Good on you. I'd love to love to see a photo of something delicious that you've cooked.
1: Yeah, but we also need the evidence. A photo I I can download a lot of lot of you know, fancy like? photos.
0: Like a, a newspaper cutting of today's date.
1: Or recording yeah, Something Recorded like review is fine. I'm I'm happy yeah. with it. I think that's, that's that carries. You know, it's like LinkedIn recommendation. You can't cheat. You know, uh, you know, unless you pay somebody on Fiverr to give you recommendation, which comes from you know Ukraine or some other part of the world that you've never traveled and you receive an absolutely glowing LinkedIn recommendation by paying five ten dollars. We don't want that, uh, Valid. We want it to come from either your neighbor or either your immediate family members. <laughs> And also, you're not, you know, also threatening them as well. So either or, but Which but that's really good. I think, I I think, um, you know, people have taken, um, kind of an inward journey in this last, uh, you know, last six months. And particularly, I didn't realize that we were in lockdown for 109 days or 112 days or something. I don't even, yeah. I don't even remember. I think thankfully, KB, we've been doing this LinkedIn live. At least that keeps us sane. Uh, you know, at least at least we got to keep, you know, putting the same face for, you know, for five days for five hours. Mm. You know that keeps us, you know, you know, flowing as well. But yeah, if you got any more questions before we start to wrap up today's show, uh, please uh, drop that in as well, KB. I
0: yeah, I just want to say I, I have actually posted my cooking efforts on my Instagram feed. It's Brown Carolyn. So if you want to go and see, there is some uh, chocolate. Oh, chocolate cream puffs lemon lemon meringue pie can't remember what i made last week. oh lamingtons i've gone down the aussie aussie route so um yes go and have a look they're delicious i'm starting a new career as a as a chef a pastry chef so
1: or as a or as uh you know instagram chef mm. yeah that's Indeed. really cool uh, imtia says seven months of linkedin live is amazing absolutely i cannot uh, disagree with you on that and we've got more and more amazing guests also coming up uh you know in the next few weeks as well so we are really excited to bring new thinking um you know, to your LinkedIn screen as we move forward. Uh, you know, so I think I don't think so, okay. We've got any more questions? It seems like that we are doing exceptional job that we are answering.
0: That's all I. That's that's what I say. It's uh, we've answered everybody's questions, and um, we should wrap it up.
1: Absolutely. Before we wrap it up, let's talk about next week. So next week we have got. A holiday coming up on cup Day, so tuesday there will be no session on a tuesday but we are going to continue our session on monday which is still long as part of the long weekend but you know what we are going to continue on monday so we will see you again on monday let me tell you what's happening next week so next week we got uh you know a bit diverse uh you know guest coming up so we've got a guest coming up uh, from canada his name is uh you know brandon kumarasamy now he's got an interesting story he works in ibm he's in his early 20s but he has mastered the art of public speaking and pitching specifically and he coaches many many people all across the world now in his learning that he had know, out of doing his MBA and, you know, learning to present case studies to the audience. So he's gonna come and talk about some of online teaching and online presentation ideas, which are fantastic. I've spoken to him once. And then Tuesday, we are taking a break. Uh, and on Wednesday, we are talking to Jenny Ways. Now she is currently working as a recruiter, but she has got an interesting story. She has worked in four or five different countries and that's what we are going to talk about working in different countries and different continents, and now working in australia what are her learnings of career and life that's going to be uh, you know very interesting chat and on thursday we are speaking to sandy mcdonald now sandy is a storyteller and that's what she likes to be known as and we are going to talk to her about articulating your career story how can you really articulate a better, more profound and more interesting career story to your audience specifically around in the interview. So that's going to be coming on Thursday and Friday. We will take this question again on an open question answer forum. Uh, anything else, KB? Uh,
0: so she was just put in, snuck in a question at the last minute, which is finding a tough time finding a job in Australia from Thailand, mostly sorry replies, any clues? Um, I know uh, there we've, we've actually had a couple of sessions of people that have applied for jobs while still being in India. And I will put that link to the YouTube video because um, about the work that that person did and I'm having a brain snap, I can't remember their name, but I remember the video. And But basically he spent that time Doing an enormous amount of networking, particularly with people that have gone down a similar path. So I would suggest looking on LinkedIn and say looking, putting in some keywords with your profession, your country, but location Melbourne, and see who pops up um, that has gone down that same path. Reach out to them and ask for their advice on on how they did it. You know which recruiters they found useful. Um, you know things for you to look out for. I'd also make sure that your um, LinkedIn profile and CV really are attuned to Australian circumstances. So um, you know, make sure that you're using the same uh, language that 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 has the value that you've you've delivered very prominently. Um, there's a couple of sessions that we've done on resume writing in this Career Care package that that will help you. Um, so I would. Uh, definitely do that um what else off the top of my head
1: um yeah i think i think if you go to i'll put the social i'll send you the link of her youtube channel and i think the one that KB are talking about is when Yashdeep came on board and he talked about his approach to connecting with many many people before even he arrived right here which really not necessarily he got a job through that but it just gave him a lot of insights and confidence about how can i really approach you know on how does the employment market in australia really work? So, so works if you want to drop me or kb a line and we will direct you to where that video is
0: just another thing too is if you haven't worked for big name companies there's a formula that i use in terms of resumes and linkedin profiles that help people understand which is a couple of lines about the organization a couple of lines about the challenges of that that role whether it be the market position the competitors the time whatever but make sure people understand the challenges and then go into the value that you delivered um, versus list just listing your skills because that creates that story um, and gives people context. And I've noticed that a lot of people from overseas make a lot of assumptions about, that we would know, um, you know, that um, we would know that organisation. And I know particularly in India Indian nation, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, some government bodies um, have hundreds of thousands of applications or it's really, really difficult to get into some, uh government bodies and some banks and some institutions so we don't know that we don't have those numbers in australia but those sorts of things and that sort of context actually um, is really interesting to local employers
1: yes so i suggest you to reach out to me or caroline uh, and then we will direct you to some resources which will help you to really get that confidence back um, you know an approach you know you know as well so yes so now everything um you know we will talk about you know remaining things next week uh so until we see you next week guys have a happy and uh you know safe weekend we will see you on monday
0: and don't, right don't for forget now. to subscribe and follow the hashtag career care package yes got that's, that it.
1: In. that's what All we right. want Bye we everyone. don't want anything else Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that.